What is up, guys? We're here with episode two of the Deeper Podcast with brother, pastor, reverend, doctor, and now uh, from yesterday's sermon, we have Saint Rusty. Oh, us. yeah. The saint go. is in the house. The saint is in the house. There we go. I never make mistakes. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so how are we going to address this elephant in the room, Brother uh, Pastor? The wheels are falling off, guys. The wheels are falling <laughs> guys, off. Guys, we're in shambles, if we're being honest. We uh, we picked on Caleb last week, and because of that, I think, you know, he set up all this equipment to malfunction. and It's the Lord. He's humbling us The Lord right is now. humbling us. We picked on Caleb, and now this podcast is in shambles as we try to do it on our own. <laughs> it is. Uh, Caleb, if you're watching this, we miss you, brother. Uh, yeah. They're... Nothing's wrong with them. They just happen to have. This is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to address that. Of course. Uh, Caleb and Taylor, the twins are here. The twins Carolina are here. and Eleanor, we are so excited. We got to actually go see them this yes. morning. It was super cool to uh, get to see them and hang out. Uh, Brother Daniel went with us. We he happened did. to meet him in the parking lot. We said, hey, come, come on up, man. So yep. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was good awesome. to see him. So, yeah, Caleb and Taylor are doing awesome. Uh, but Caleb is unfortunately not here. So, me <laughs> and Rusty are trying to get this thing done. And... Uh, this if is technically <laughs> deeper episode two B. This is this is episode two point five. Uh, if you are interested in knowing that, uh, we maybe we may or may not have just filmed fifteen minutes of. And I'm gonna be honest with you guys, we had some awesome. We discussion. were crushing it. I'm telling you, it was oh, like man. to go with the baseball analogy from yesterday's sermon. We were knocking it out of the park. It was like BP. Oh my gosh, we man. were just sending it over the. We both got in the game, went four for four. <laughs> it was three nuts. home runs. It was wild. Seven RBIs, and then. Brother Rusty quickly realized. Yeah, I, I reached over to get some water uh, because today I'm also producer. So yeah. uh, as I reached over to get water, I noticed, why is that light blinking? <laughs> and, and I just looked and, oh, and in the middle of, because I got water while Bryce was crushing it. I mean, he was making a point. I almost got saved again as he was talking. It was so good. And what then I, I looked back at him with this face that just looked like, oh, no. And he just kind of looked at me and I was like, we're not recording. <laughs> He's like, are you kidding me? And I was like. I am not. Now, the camera's recording. Yeah. But the audio. You wouldn't have had audio. It would have just been like two guys. But hey, you know what? It's, it's good, all right. man. It's all right, man. We're here now. That's what matters. Can't be perfect. That's right. Speaking of imperfect people and imperfect things, let's talk about our, our discussion for today. Yesterday, I thought you were going to say, let's talk about, <laughs> speaking of imperfect people, let's talk about yesterday's sermon. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm talking about our, our discussion yesterday. Yeah, yeah. We, we had a, man, yesterday's sermon uh, was, was awesome. It was very convicting. Um, and I think the Lord used it well for our congregation. So we wanted to go deeper into that. And the discussion, basically the central theme of it, uh, was what it what does it look like? Um, what does the church actually look like? Uh, what it should be uh, viewed as? What it should be built on? But also uh, the importance of equipping the saints. So if you want to kind of take that. Yeah. So essentially we asked ourselves the question, why do we gather? Yeah. Why does the church get together? Why do we do what we do? And Really, the way you're going to answer that question is going to basically shape the rest of what you do as a church. Yeah. So so do we gather here for the sake of getting more people? Like the Sunday morning gathering, is this designed to put on the best show we can, to do the best things we can in order to get more people to come hang out with us or reach more people? Uh, or, or is this designed to be something that meets the need of the people around us and makes us feel good and makes everyone have a good time? Or are we here to just uh, show our community that mm. Jesus loves us and because of our presence here in this building? So we want to have cars in the parking lot when they drive yeah. by so you know people can say, hey, there's some people who love Jesus there. 
why do we exist as a church? And that question really changes everything. And where we arrived at our answer was not from looking around at other churches, not going to Facebook pages and seeing what the church down the road is doing, but we wanted to go to the scriptures. So we go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, where it talks about these roles that God has given, uh, and those roles, those gifted leaders God has given us, Mm. are, are given so that they can teach the word of God. And as the word of God is taught, here's verse 12, what says, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Yeah. So the church gathering is really for the purpose of equipping the saints, equipping the people of God so that they can do- go and do the work of ministry. And that's a wildly different church model than, than what we have. So you're telling me church is not something that I get to go to to listen to a perfect, amazing, uh, wonderful guy on stage preach a message that makes me feel good so that then I can get to go straight home and continue living the life how I want it to live? That is exactly what I'm telling you. Yes. Interesting. That, that the Word of God is designed to convict you, mold you, and shape yeah. you into the disciple that the Lord wants you to be so that you can go and fulfill the mission in the various aspects of mm. your life. And yeah. What I think people don't realize is that this is a wildly different ministry model. There are a lot of people who would probably listen to this and watch this and say, oh, yeah, amen, that's great. But they don't realize that their church service is probably set up more for people and attracting people to come to their church than it is about God. What, what we've said is that the main difference here is our worship services, we don't want them to be man-centered. Yeah. They're not about the people that, that are here. They are about God. We exactly. want God-centered worship. And here's what's wild about that. This is very different from almost every American church. Yeah. And I'm not saying every single one around us, but I'm just saying the, the general American church has built their worship service around people and trying to get people. Attractional. Yeah, yeah attr- the attractional church yeah. model. Y- you talk about some of our, and, and that's a that's a term that we in ministry and, yeah. you know, in Bible college and seminary we've heard, but a lot of you in our church family haven't heard that. But the attractional church model is kind of the idea of if you give the people what they want, they will show up. Yeah, And exactly. here's the wild reality. It's kind of true. Yeah. And you can works. build a big church yep. that way. And you can do the right music. You can get the right kind of preaching, the right atmosphere, the right coffee, the right amenities. Like we talked about all the way back at the first of this series, the, the cruise ship mentality. Mm-hmm. If you have all the right things, all the cool things, then people will come and hang out. And uh, you can grow a church very quickly that way. Yeah. A- and what happens is you end up not being... I think a biblical church. Yeah. A- and even if you do, you've got to keep those things up to keep people coming. Exactly. And it, it it's exhausting. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you're trying to keep that up, you're only going to run into the fact that we are all imperfect. Yeah. Uh, as we obviously know here with trying to run this, but like, no doubt. When, when you're trying to keep that up as a church, uh, trying to get more people in and trying to keep this persona of this, of the pastor or trying to ha- keep your staff, uh, kind of engage with new ideas and, and new theories and new themes and all this stuff. Man, it gets exhausting to the point of either burnout yeah. or people realizing and seeing the actual truth yeah. uh, of what you know of who we are and how imperfect we are and how much we need to depend on the Lord uh, because he's the only reason you know we're all here in the first place. Yeah. yeah, so the church was never created to be run by religious professionals doing all the ministry. Exactly, yeah. And, and that's kind of what we want now. So so we have, like, you know, a church where we've got a new pastor, mm-hmm. uh, and we're enjoying the new pastor bump, and, man, we want to take advantage of that. But yeah. here's the reality. All of these 
church growth methods, if you see a ton of people coming because you're doing something different, it's like, oh, our pastor wears fishing shirts or our music does this or yeah. we've got a fog machine or we've got this. or And this works both ways, by the way. I always yeah. say that like some uh, very traditional churches are actually attractional based churches. They're just trying to attract a different crowd, a different crowd. Yeah. Uh, and they yeah. usually are the ones that have the money. So, <laughs> right. So it's like, hey, we want to get this crowd or that crowd. And this let's is true. Let, let's build our it church is, yeah. around these. That was that a little too far. You're no, it's play. true, though. But it is. It's man. like, let, let's try to attract a certain crowd. Crowd. But whatever you do to what this is a common pastor phrase that, that we're kind of letting you guys in behind the scenes a little bit. Pastors will say this, whatever you do to get them, you're going to have to do to keep them. Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, in the attractional church model, it's like you got to keep ramping it up. Yeah. So it's like every church, it's like, oh, you thought Easter was great? Wait until the Sunday after Easter where yep. we're going to do something even more epic. Yeah. Jesus is still alive. So that means we're going to have little drummer boys flying from the roof and the rafters. And it's like, what is happening? It just gets crazier yeah. and crazier yeah. and crazier. All in the attempt to to produce this thing that makes people want to come here. And, and, to and keep what, going, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. ultimately what has to keep people here is not our creativity mm. not our drivenness to perform and keep performing well but what is sustainable ultimately is not the american way of growing the church but this yeah. perfect biblical model that god's given us which is invest in the people that god have put here so that they can go into the various nooks and cranny of our community that's the yeah. phrase i used yesterday places you and i would never get to go exactly. and they can go and share the gospel yeah there. so you're saying the three of us, the three young guys, uh, are we don't have the capability of uh, continuing on with this uh, great program we're running with Caleb up there on stage uh, singing and, and you preaching and me doing just some amazing announcements. On Honestly, it's weird to have we to talk to that? you about this now, but <laughs> I think Miss Penny does way better than oh, you. Oh, shout out Miss Penny. I know Ms. you're going to but Miss Penny, you <laughs> killed it. Uh, if you saw I, if we really were an attractional church, Miss Penny would be doing the announcements every week. Ms. But Penny, we're we're just every trying Sunday. To, now you're doing. We're just we're trying just to get you to grow and develop in that <laughs> role. So no, but it is true. Yeah. It's like why would we? Uh, why would we? Not I'm not gonna say waste our time, but why would we exhaust ourselves trying to keep up uh, with all these other things, with all these other churches, and you know. It, the bad thing is it's easy for us to fall into that trap too. No doubt. Which I think is an important reminder uh, for us to talk about this because it's an important reminder for us and our ministries. Uh, to, it's so easy to look at you know social media and to look at these other churches who are killing it, like on the surface are yeah. absolutely killing it and go, man, why can't we do that? It's because that's the, the Lord doesn't have that planned for us. And when we start looking at those things and go, okay, let's try this. This worked here. Let's try it. But like you said, it, just because some it works at some other place doesn't mean it's what's meant to happen here. It's it maybe not, uh, it may not go along with the plan that the Lord has for our church here. And the more I think we do that, the more we try to to look like others and and do these other things, it just kind of slowly brings us away from what the actual Scripture calls us to do. Yeah. And what the Lord calls us um, to do here at Central Buna. The analogy you kept using yesterday will kind of segue into this. You kept talking uh, about baseball, and you used the baseball analogy, and then you joked about how uh, if you don't like baseball, you're gonna hate these analogies. Yeah. But man, they were they were so clear, they were so easy to understand, and it's a really challenging analogy, I think. And the thing that you talked about was there's two different uh, decisions that you know you can make as a church and as a church congregation, and a lot of the churches, uh, which is not what the church is supposed to look like, 
but a lot of churches focus more on the bleachers instead of the batting cages. And essentially, you know, you talked about, man, these churches are trying so hard to, to build more bleachers, to then fill the bleachers so you can build more bleachers and build these awesome, extravagant, uh, expensive stadiums instead of actually building and focusing on the batting cages, which is where yeah. the training happens, where the practice happens, where honestly the grind happens, where, you know, where yeah. you're sweating, when you get agitated, when you have a bad day. Mm, uh, that's good. That, but that is where uh, the church is actually meant to be built on. When we're, if you're talking about equipping the saints, building seats and bleachers instead of batting cages doesn't really align with equipping the yeah. saints. Uh, for a baseball player, if you are not spending time in the cages or not spending time taking uh, ground balls in practice, there's no way when you actually have that time to, to go and take an at-bat in the game and it's your turn, the Lord has given you opportunity uh, to share and be a disciple, man, you're going to crumble because you haven't spent the time practicing. You haven't put the, the work in to be equipped uh, yeah. by the correct things. And I think that's kind of what we're talking about. The church has lost sight of that. Hmm. And I think it shows in the, the culture that this church, the American church has built now. And it's been going on for years now to where there's a whole generation that has only been focused on the bleachers yeah. instead of actually practicing and being equipped. Yeah, I love that, man, because yeah. you're 100% right. And I think where we've got to get is where Sunday is an important day, but Sunday is actually preparing us to go be in the yeah. hands and feet of Jesus, to go be church the other six days of the week. Exactly, yeah. Where yeah. what we've kind of done in church ministry world is, and we even do it here, like on our social media, yeah. it's almost our favorite it's day. Yeah. Everybody come to church. Do and, you and have hey, any plans it, today? Yeah. It's okay yeah. for us to be excited about the yeah. gathering and to love to gather and be equipped and to fellowship and worship Jesus together. We ought to love Sundays, man. Yeah. And I, I'm not against that, but what we have done is kind of make Sunday the be-all, end-all. And if we can have a big crowd here, we feel really good about it. But the real measure of a church is not, uh, this is a, a saying that I think uh, J.D. Greer maybe originally said, but the measure of a church is not its seating capacity, but its sending capacity. Mm, that's a good one, yeah. And, and it's so yeah. it's so important for us to think about that, that, that we measure our church not by how many people are coming here, yeah. but, but what we're able to do with what God is doing here. And that's yeah. where that idea of equipping the saints really comes. But but it's harder. like, And that's, so that's the harder. challenge. Like, yeah. We're tempted to take what I think is the shortcut in the American mm. life, the American dream, the the shortcut of church growth is just being that attractional, changing our church, give the people what they want, and they will show up. Yeah. A- and so we just try to do that and try to get everybody to come and hang out with us. Yeah. Uh, see, we're not a man-centered podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to stop and answer that phone right now. Forget about it, you know? Miss Hazel's got it. That's right. Yeah. She's, she's got it. But, no, I, I, think, I, I think that's – I think what it really comes down to is – Another aspect of that is it's just so easy to get comfortable in these places the same way as if I went to a ba- you know a baseball game and got comfortable sitting down watching, but also on the other hand judging and getting mad yeah. when the things when when the players who are in the game uh, do something wrong or yeah. or um, mess up or don't do uh, meet your expectations or anything like that and a thing that you hit on last or yesterday uh, was how a lot of churches only will focus on the religious leaders and the leaders in the church, the ministry leaders, to be the ones that are taking the at-bats. Yeah. And the rest of the congregation is, is sitting up in the bleachers, uh, either supporting, loving, cheering, or when that ministry leader messes up yeah. or, or doesn't really uh, hit the home run, yeah. uh, uh, sadly, then 
you have an opportunity to be like, oh man, what the, what is wrong with you? You know, how how could you do that? How could you mess up here? Do I like it or not? Yeah, and then where's when the, the next? church service is yep. about you, you get to judge whether you're exactly. into it or not. Yeah, but if we're called to equip the saints, and the church is not necessarily meant for just the bleachers, but actually uh, equipping our congregation to then go out for the rest of the days of the week, then what that means is that the ministry leaders are not just the only ones taking that bats. The the church congregation is isn't. Uh, supposed to be equipped and have the right tools, uh, have the right scripture knowledge and convictions from the Holy Spirit that they're taught throughout the week to then get in the game and, and to yeah. fulfill what the Lord has called them to do, to be disciples and to go make a difference kind of in our world and in our culture that desperately needs it, I think. Yeah. So, But it's hard to do that, like you said, because one, uh, it, it's challenging and it's way more easy to take the shortcut, Yeah. but also it's because it's more comfortable. Like it's no way... Doubt. I'm way more comfortable sitting at my house watching the Los Angeles Dodgers lose in the first round of the playoffs and getting upset and screaming at them. Yeah. Get a new manager, right? I mean, yeah. it, it literally goes with what we're talking about. Yeah. I, I think for the past five years now. I'm, I hate you, Dave Robbins. I'm screaming at the TV screen. He needs to go. He needs to get fired. Our team, you know, our team will win yeah. if we get somebody else. But, man, I have no idea what the, you know, what he's going Cowboys through. fans don't deal with that. Uh, whatever. We're not talking about that. Anyways. But I don't know what he's going through. I don't know uh, what it means to be in his position. But yet, it's just comfortable for me because I'm I'm outside of it. I'm yeah. sitting up watching him instead of actually in the game. Because I know for a fact, uh, if I was the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, one, the team would get sold the next day. Yeah. Uh, and two, we, you know, the team would completely fall apart. This guy has been pitching Kershaw for four straight days. <laughs> <laughs> it's like playing the MLB. It's like yeah. MLB the show, exactly, uh, just unlimited yeah. pitches. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think you bring up something that's that's really worth considering and thinking about, and, and that's the idea that there are a lot of people who are pretty comfortable in the bleachers. Yeah, and, and it's easy. In fact, I know that I know a lot of people, especially here in Southeast Texas, and I'm not speaking about our church in general. I'm talking about friends of mine who left their smaller churches where they were in the game. They had a yeah. bat in their hands, and they got overwhelmed. And instead of talking to their pastor and saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. I need a little season of rest." They just bailed, yeah. and they went to a stadium church yeah. where they can just go and be anonymous, and they sit in the back, and they enjoy their hour. They leave there. They go and eat at a restaurant. They go by the big H-E-B on the way mm-hmm. home, and yeah. they feel really good about their weekend. They checked off the religious box, but they just found a comfy seat in the stadium. And what I want to tell you, friends, and again, there's nothing wrong. You you will hear my heart, uh, Central Family. You've heard me say this from the pulpit. Uh, man, we, we are four big churches that are reaching people for Christ. So this yeah. is not really made to slam them. But whatever church you're in, you can get comfortable in the bleachers. I think if we had some of the quote unquote mega churches, which they're probably not mega in our area, but the bigger churches in yeah, our yeah. area, if their pastors were hanging out with us today, they would say 100 percent, please, people. Yes, we have a big auditorium, yeah, exactly. but it's not to meant to be a stadium. We, we're trying to build batting cages too. yeah, get connected, get equipped. And it's easy. So it's easy for us to be like, yeah, those big churches. But can I just be honest here at Central? There's, you know, 250, 300 people here on a Sunday. Can I just tell you that the vast majority of those people outside of showing up on Sunday morning are not really pursuing a growing relationship with Jesus outside of that? And that's why we're preaching this series. Yeah, that's why we're doing this. Yeah. yeah. So so I think something we need to consider is. How are we practically going to build batting cages? Yeah. Right? Exactly. Because this yeah. is all pretty abstract language. Like, yeah. And I hope that y'all have enjoyed this and you're like, yeah, yeah man, I'm on board. But 
does Rusty want me to start preaching? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, that's, that's a good kinda, question. That's yeah. like he and Bryce. That's their yeah. deal. So is he saying we all got to start preaching now yeah. uh, that we all have to quit our jobs and work at the church? I, I don't know how there's not enough money to go around I for sure. Right. Use youth, le- youth leaders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this has all been about. Uh, Bryce needs it's a promo. We uh, need some leaders. Please help us. No, I'm just hey, kidding. Casey's needing some workers, children. So yeah, uh, but those are actual real things. Yeah. But but this isn't just about plugging gaps in our systems and in mm-hmm. our ministries. Uh, practically speaking, we're going to answer that question a little bit more Sunday. So yep. I don't want to let too much out. But the Bible has actually called you as a disciple of Christ to be actively and intentionally making disciples. Yeah. This is what your life is to be about. So uh, the the batting cages, so to speak, is going to be the practical tools and wisdom that the Bible gives us to live as ambassadors, throwback yeah. to a couple weeks ago. What does it look like to live in your realm of influence for the sake of the gospel? Yeah. Not for yourself. I don't go to work for me. I don't go to work so I can make more money. I go to work to fulfill the call that God has put in my heart to be there. Exactly, yeah. And it, it takes, it, it does take work, it takes effort, uh, it takes energy, and it's essentially challenging. But man, I, I, I'm curious, and you kind of talk about this, You most, it's, most of the sermons you end with is kind of in this realm of the thought, is what, seriously, like what would Central Buna look like, but also like what would our community look like if our congregation saw the need in their own lives to really get out of their comfort zone, get uncomfortable, get equipped, and then go out and actually do what the Lord has called. Like what, uh, seriously, I'm, I'm just curious, what would this culture look like? What would this community look like? And what would this church look like? And I think it would look like what the Lord has called us to actually yeah. do and to uh, respond to. So yeah. it's interesting. So there are people in this community that you and I will never have the opportunity to share the gospel with. Exactly. That will never step foot in this church that don't want to talk to a pastor, that don't want to watch this podcast. Yeah. Uh, even if you share this podcast, your lost neighbor's probably not going to be like, oh, cool, a Christian podcast. Let's check it out. Maybe, and if you're watching this, sir or ma'am, what up? Welcome. Yeah. Uh, sorry you have to deal with us. We're, we're promised we're not like this all the time. But but the thing is, God has uniquely equipped you to go there. Yep. Like like our students are, are getting into places that we cannot get to. Uh, our people that are working at the paper mill or yeah. working at the plants are getting into spaces we will never get to. Have you ever considered that maybe God has called you to your workplace, to your school, to your position in life for such a time as this to take the gospel to the ends of your community and your workplace? Yeah. This is a game-changing thought. And this is what I always say. Like when you die— might be the first time they step foot in this church. Mm. Like at your funeral, you're going to have some of those friends from work and from school or wherever come into this church. And let me just tell you, if I outlive you, friend, whoever you are, when that funeral happens, if I'm preaching that funeral, and even for some of our folks who are like, well, Brother Delbert was my pastor 40 years, he's preaching my funeral. That's all right, too. I can speak for Brother Delbert. Whoever's here, we're going to preach Jesus. They're going to hear the gospel loud and clear. We are going to make sure that happens. But here's my question. Why wait for your funeral when God has uniquely placed you in those situations today to be able to share Jesus and to be able to uh, make a difference for him in your various realms of influence? So, man, if we could see that happen, I really believe we would see revival happen in an incredible way, not only here in Buna, but in Jasper County and in Southeast Texas. And, And that kind of movement can literally change the world. It can. Uh, it, it's it's crazy. Like, if you're sitting there listening to that and go, man, that would be so cool. I, I don't even think I can imagine that. 
it's literally how the church started. That's why we're here with a group of with a group of men uh, who are willing to sacrifice literally their own lives for the sake of the gospel, so that it can be pushed forward. And it is legit why we are sitting in this office, yeah. in this small town in Buna, um, uh, because of that. Uh, because of that aspect, they they decided to get out of the bleachers, get in the batting cages, get equipped by the by the Lord's word, not by human wisdom, yeah. not by man's power, uh, by by the, by the changing and transforming power of the gospel, and which has transformed our lives. And we just you know we encourage and hope that it it transforms the lives of the others in our congregation. So yeah. But yeah, I think that was a great discussion. Yeah. Going I, deeper into it. Listen, I'm excited for next Sunday. Growing the church, man. It's yeah. like a like a good brisket, low and slow. Nice. That's right. That's, it's a it's a slow yeah. process. The the fast shortcuts yeah. may taste good and be good, but they're not ultimately healthy. Exactly. Yeah. So we've got so much more we could talk about, but we probably we, need to wrap we this can thing keep up. Going. Yeah. Well, we also don't have a producer again, so we have no idea at the time. Oh, we're, we're doing gonna, all right. We're gonna trust the Lord. And we're uh, trusting the Lord. I, I do think that is a, a great way to end it. You know, talking about that, man, it, it would it would be awesome to see that. And I think our our church is gearing towards that. Yeah. Like getting ready for it, man. We we might lose some people on the way uh, because they are just wanting that cruise ship uh, amenities for them for the church. But I think there are some people in this community who are desperately seeking uh, a way to really uh, see what the Lord has for them. And so I'm excited for that. I'm excited to challenge myself in this, too. Yeah. So uh, th- this isn't just something that's happening on Sunday mornings for the whole congregation. Uh, this is something that's infiltrating into our student ministry, into our kids' ministries. And I think I, I think it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited yeah. to see what the Lord's going to do. So. We don't want to be a huge church. We want to be a healthy church. Yeah, exactly. A- and you can do that the Lord's way and His timing. Yeah. Uh, and I believe the best is yet to come. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, man. That was a, that, that was a good discussion. It I'm was good, man. Uh, man, I... As the executive producer, the interim, <laughs> the interim executive producer of this podcast, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, that was a good one. Second time was the charm. <laughs> hey, second time's the charm. I still can't believe that happened, but I think it was for the best. Uh, Maybe. I think it was good. We had some gold in that first one. Hey, run, you though. never know. This might not have been recorded the whole time on the camera. I don't <laughs> I'm just if kidding. we have to do it a third time, then we're going <laughs> to post online. Podcast is canceled due to technical oh, difficulties. You're going to see a... Um, Increasingly incline of our, <laughs> our decline of our energy and our focus if we have to do this. At the Welcome time. to the deeper podcast We're with Brother Pastor Reverend uh, Bishop Bishop Rusty, Bishop uh, and just start forgetting our words. But yeah, hey, thank y'all for watching. We and appreciate listening. you guys. Uh, be sure to share this with your friends here at Central. Uh, love you guys. Remember, Central Buna is a movement for all people to know Jesus and grow in Jesus. Yep, and we will see you guys next Tuesday.